Hey there, hope you're doing really well. I want to talk a little bit today about the relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit now that He has been given to us by the Father through the work that Jesus did on the cross. Hey guys, welcome to the Majestic One podcast. Excited to have you on with us today. The aim of this podcast is to bring us into a deeper love for Jesus through the revelation of Jesus in scripture. Jesus is so beautiful. May God use this episode today to help us to see his majesty in an ever-increasing light. God bless you. First Corinthians six seventeen says this, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So we have been joined to the Lord and we have become one spirit with, with God. It says in verse 19, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So we belong to God and we have union with God. Our spirit has now become one with his spirit. Second Timothy is really clear on what God's given to us. It says in Second Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is one of my favorite verses, probably in the Bible, honestly, but the reality that God has not given us a spirit that's to be full of fear, but a spirit that is to be full of power and full of love and a spirit of a sound mind. I love that our thinking is supposed to come from our spirit and it's not supposed to just come from our natural man or our natural mind, but this is actually the power of God teaching us and the love of God teaching us. Acts chapter 1, 7 through 8, some verses that I'm sure we've all heard multiple times, says this, And he, Jesus, said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. I love this verse because Jesus isn't concerned with us knowing when his second coming is going to be when he's going to restore the kingdom to this earth. But he's actually more concerned about us experiencing the Holy Spirit coming upon us and empowering us to witness Jesus to this world. By the Holy Spirit, you and I have been given power and we have been given uh, anointing and we've been giving, given authority by God. I want to read from 1 Corinthians 12, um, 
and read a few verses here, um, starting in verse 1, and we're going to read through verse 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge, through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. This passage is so cool, but God has given to each one of us the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, that we can manifest God, that He will manifest Himself through us into this world, because we are His temple, and we've become one spirit with Him, and now He wants to work through us. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us a spirit of power. We've been given authority, and we've been given abilities that we, by the Spirit of God, can manifest and we can transform the world around us, not just with words and actions, but also with power, with anointing to do supernatural things that we cannot do in and of ourselves. These aren't things that we can do on our own will or whenever we want to. These are things that God can do through us as He wills. It says that um, in the last verse here, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. So this is something He'll do as He desires to do it. This is a very sovereign thing that God does. But it's His power at work in us, working through us, that can manifest and do supernatural things. So God has given to our Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, power. It says also in 1 Corinthians 14.1 that we are to desire earnestly spiritual gifts. That we have been commanded by God to earnestly desire to be used by Him with spiritual gifts and to manifest His power in this earth. So going back to 2 Timothy 1.7, it says that we've been given a spirit of power and love. So I want to talk a little bit about love. <clears throat> so God has given us a spirit of love and some of the best places to understand what God reveals love to be is right in the same context we were just in in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 says this, Love suffers long in this kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, 
does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. This is such a powerful section of scripture, my favorite scripture that um, God has revealed to me and spoken to me. Um, And I love the definition here of what love is. So a couple key things I believe are the reality that love, first of all, love suffers. Love will go through hardships, will endure difficult things. The Bible talks often about us enduring trials and going through difficult times. And you and I are in trying times even right now. But I believe biblically speaking that they're probably going to get worse uh, and that we have a lot to face and that there are a lot of challenges we'll have to overcome. But because God has given us his spirit and through his spirit, he's given us power and through his spirit, he's given us his love that now we can suffer long. Um, A couple other things that really speak to me are the reality that love does not seek itself, that we cannot be living for our own selves if we are being filled with the love of God, that the love of God will compel us to obey Jesus and to follow him. Jesus said, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So we have to deny ourselves to follow him. And so his love actually does that work within us, that when we're filled with God's love, we're denying ourselves naturally. And then it says that love does not rejoice in iniquity, that love doesn't tolerate sin. Love actually only rejoices in holiness. And then it also says that love rejoices in the truth. And so uh, God's love, when we're filled with his love, we hate sin and we love the truth. And so we also hate things that are false. We hate things that are lies. We hate things that are actually propagated that aren't in agreement with God's word and things that are just um, lies in general. And also it says in Galatians 5.22 that the fruit of the Spirit is love. And then it gives a list of more things there. It says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But I love that the reality of God's spirit being one with ours, that the fruit that his spirit in us produces is love. And love is uh, what we are to be known by. It says in, in John 13, I believe 35, that all people will know that we are Jesus's disciples by our love that we have one for another. It says also in 2 Timothy 1, 7, that we've been given a sound mind. And I want to read 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 16. It says this, These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. 
yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I love this. So Paul is revealing that the wisdom that God has is only something that we can understand by the Holy Spirit. That we can't actually understand what God wants to reveal to us if we're trying to understand it with our own natural man. It says in 14 that um, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. So we cannot actually receive what God wants us to if we're trying to receive it by our own flesh or our own natural mind. The thinking that this world will produce will never lead us into the wisdom of God. And it says later that we have the mind of Christ. And so the sound mind that we have in 1 Timothy is a mind that has been trained by the Holy Spirit, that has been taught by the Holy Spirit, that has been uh, established in truth through the revelation of uh, truth that comes from the Holy Spirit. It also says in uh, Philippians 2, verse 5, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we have the ability to let the same mind that was in Jesus be our mind, and we can think the same way by the power of the Holy Spirit as he teaches us. 1 John 2.20 says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. And so the Holy Spirit is teaching us, and as He teaches us, we have an anointing from the Holy One, and we know all things. Not that we necessarily have absolutely all knowledge, but everything that we need to know, God has given to us. And this knowledge is found in the Holy Spirit. And as he leads us into the truth, which is the word of God, uh, he'll reveal truth to us. It also says in verse uh, 27, same chapter, um, that it says this, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So just some awesome things here. The Holy Spirit is the anointing of God teaching us and leading us into truth. And there's no lie found in it. And what he leads us to do is to abide in Jesus, to rest in Jesus. And as we rest in Jesus, we bear fruit naturally. We produce much fruit through abiding. Uh, John 15 talks a lot about that. Lastly, I'd like to read a few verses here from John. John 14, 16 through 17. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it has neither seen him nor known him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. John fourteen twenty six. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance 
all things that I said to you. John fifteen twenty six through 27 But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. John sixteen seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Lastly, John sixteen thirteen through 14 However, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. I love this because you can very clearly see that the Holy Spirit is to abide with us. He's going to teach us. He's going to lead us into truth. He's going to make us witnesses. And he's going to speak to us. Uh, verse 13. So he's still speaking today. And he desires us to, to know him through conversation. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that you purchased us. Father, thank you for sending the Holy Spirit to abide in us because of the work of Jesus. Thank you that you love us. You made us for you. I pray that we would reveal you to this world. I pray that you would remove any fear from our spirits. I rebuke fear in the name of Jesus. Fear has nothing to do with love, and love has nothing to do with fear. God, I pray that you'd fill us with your love, that we know the height, the depth, the width, the length of your love for people. And I pray that we reveal you to this world. I pray that you would manifest power through us so that this world can see you at work. But I pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done and that you would be glorified in us bearing much fruit. God, I pray that you would teach us and lead us into the truth and that you would make us a little bit more like Jesus day after day after day. And that when the world looks at us, they begin to see more and more of who you are and what you're like. Thanks for your love for us, God. We rejoice in you. We just declare that you're worthy, and I pray that you bear much fruit through us uh, starting today. We welcome you to prune us so that we bear more fruit. We ask that you would reveal yourself to us and that we would become more of the revelation of Christ in this earth. We love you, Father. You're worthy. We bless your name. Amen. Thanks so much for being with us today. I pray that the presence of God will manifest more richly in your life after listening to this episode. May God help us to see Jesus for who he is and cause us to fall in love with his glory. God bless.